0: Guys, we don't have a guest tonight. You just got me. All right. Uh, No, I had an awesome weekend, everybody. I went and did ayahuasca twice. I did two ceremonies this weekend. And like always, it was just absolutely incredible. And I want to just kind of go through the whole uh, ceremonies with you guys uh, just to kind of show you how ayahuasca works, how it helps us grow, how it helps us transform, how it helps us heal. And, yeah, yeah. And guys, just to let you know, ayahuasca has some shit to do with, uh, you know, there's some safety precautions you need to take before you uh, do it, you know, like if you're on different medications or different types of foods that might react to it, but just to let you guys know, ayahuasca, it's a medicine and a, like a very potent psychedelic, but it's completely safe. No one's ever died on ayahuasca, as far as I know, but there are still different safety precautions you need to take, but I'm going to let you guys look that shit up on your own on Google. This is not what that podcast is about. This podcast is about just kind of showing you guys what ayahuasca is, destigmatizing it because quite honestly, this is such a powerful tool to help people with their mental health, to help people with their spiritual growth and transformation, and to help people just heal in like a lot of other ways as well. And I want to destigmatize it. And I want to actually maybe even encourage some people to give it a shot one day in their life. But that's all that's up to you. That's, if that's what you feel is uh, appropriate. I hope the medicine finds you and trust me, it always does. Um yeah, so I I want to also say another thing like psychedelics they're becoming so popular in the mainstream and that's a beautiful thing. I uh, I I think that's a beautiful thing, but there are some issues with that and there's also some folklore and stuff around the medicine like people will look at ayahuasca and you might hear shit like, "Oh yeah, it changed my life and like I did it and like <clears throat> everything's like completely changed now forever and that's how the medicine works." And honestly, I don't think that's how the medicine works. In my opinion and like experiences, the medicine helps you transform, helps you grow and gives you a chance to heal and all of that stuff. But after the ceremonies, you have to do the work yourself as well. Like there's other work you have to do, whatever the medicine showed you or the changes in in your life that the medicine showed you, you have to make, you have to do it. So at the end of the day, you're always going to be responsible for your change in your life and bringing that change or bringing that healing, uh, getting rid of the trauma, whatever it is that you have, like its goal was going to be your responsibility to get uh, to deal with it and heal it and transform it and become. Because that's what this uh, that's what this medicine is. So uh, I just want to say that it's not a magic bullet, but it's honestly the most incredible medicine I've uh, ever taken, and I just swear by it. <coughs> and uh, no, I swear by it. It's something that I just I I always just can't believe how fucking incredible it is. All right, let's get into this uh, these two ceremonies that I did. So I did two ceremonies this weekend. And uh, before you do a ceremony, you like a lot of times you should have an intention. You don't really need one. Like uh, this is going to be my, this was my 14th and 15th ceremony. So I've done ayahuasca 15 times now, and uh, quite a few ceremonies I went in there just kind of asking, like in general, I just want some guidance in life. You know, so it's not like a big, very narrow. Uh, intention that I have. It was just more like, Oh, I just want some guidance or I'm, I'm interested in the medicine. I want to try it. But this time I went in with a very, very, uh, distinct, um, intention. I, I had like in the last year, I've been suffering with a ton of anxiety and uh, a lot of pain in my shoulder, back and chest that's been coming up. And it's been like it's been shitty it's been a really rough year and it comes ups and ups and downs like sometimes my anxiety has been really good for like a month and then other times like a few weeks is just so bad and I'm just like it's just like really it's really shitty and really hard to deal with and uh, I've been working with a therapist in the last month and it's been really helpful like the therapist has been showing me how my pain and my anxiety are actually really linked and uh, I've been working with them and like it's a uh, has been really helpful but still at the same time there's that underlying anxiety and pain that's in my life and in the last couple months just because this pain just keeps coming back I haven't been really working out that much and like doing yoga and like doing like long walks like I like to do and like all of these things are stuff that really help my mental health and really help my just like my whole routine and stuff because like I know like a lot of you if you have a routine sometimes like that physical activity is something that's really huge to give you that energy to do the rest of your routine and I have just haven't been able to do physical activity for the last little while. So that was my intention. It was to get rid of this anxiety or at least like and pain and just at least to learn about it. So every time before a ceremony, like four or five days before the ceremony, you start doing an ayahuasca diet. And this is where you start taking away stuff like salt, oil, sugar, and spices and like anything, caffeine, stuff that stimulates your body. So your food is very bland. It's not a fun diet. I I really hate it, but uh, when you start work uh, doing that diet, just because the medicine's in me so much, like I sometimes start feeling the medicine even before the ceremony, and it's just like uh, it's because you're taking away all your stimulants, and all of a sudden your body it's really sensitive, and like you can start feeling like uh, you can start feeling like kind of the energy in your body a lot more, all your sensations, you become a lot more meditative and calm because you're taking away all those stimulants out of your life. And, uh, so I started doing this. And then on the Wednesday, two days before the ceremony, first ceremony, I got like a really big anxiety attack. And, uh, when my, I get an anxiety attack, sometimes my fricking heart just starts pounding and pounding. And, you know, like, uh, I've had a couple times where you're just like, holy shit, like, do I have, uh, like, am I having a heart attack? Like, that's how bad this like anxiety or panic gets. And it's, uh, it's bad. Like I've, 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 like in the last, uh, I think it was a little over a year but like uh, I have actually had a time where the panic was so bad I called the ambulance because I was like I'm having a heart attack and then they came and checked my heart and they're like no your heart's fine and I was like right away when they said that my whole body calmed down and that's when I'm like okay this was like anxiety and panic but just the wednesday so two days before the ceremony i get this freaking um pa- uh, anxiety attack and i'm just like jesus christ so like i was really scared going into the ceremony i'm like oh my god like can i do this like i, I just don't want to fucking go into a fucking heavy psychedelic with and have like a panic attack while i'm on the psychedelic like how shitty would that would be And, like, also because I've been having this anxiety and sometimes, like, getting headaches as well and shit like this, it's just, like, there was, like, this deep feeling inside me, like, something's wrong with my body. And, uh, you know, like, that's just not a fun feeling and not a fun feeling to go into a psychedelic experience. So I called the guy up who we do the ceremonies with, and I asked him, I told him, like, this is what I'm dealing with, Meg. maybe I should, like, uh, not do this uh, experience at all. And he basically told me, like... No, we talked about it for a while, and, like, he kind of, like, told me, I was like, hey, you went to the doctors, you you went, and they said everything's fine with your heart, like, this is your anxiety, and he's like, the medicine's really good with helping people deal with this, it's like, you should come, and, like, he really told me, and he's like, we'll just give you a half dose the first night, and you can ease your way into it, and let's see what happens, so... I trust this guy a ton. I've been working with him for years. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. I trust the medicine. Like I'll, I'll do it. So I went. And so my first, um, my first ceremony, let's get into it. Uh, so we went there. There was like maybe 12, 13 of us at this ceremony. Um, it's like, it was a great bunch of people. I uh, met a lot of them for the first time, and then a few of them I knew from years of like uh, doing ceremonies. I've I've been I've done a few ceremonies with a few of them in there before, so it was kind of cool to see them. But uh, anyways, I got into the first ceremony, so I I only uh I only took a a half dose, like uh, the facilitator guy told me my friend, and he was just like, all right, we'll start you off with a half dose, and like. We'll just uh, keep it safe like that, and it'll be good. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So, like, I took the half dose. I go back. I lay down on my mat. I'm just waiting for this to kick in. You know, and then when it kicks in, it comes in very gently, and it it was really kind of nice. You could tell like the medicine sometimes knows when you're like super super scared, and like because I was just like a nervous wreck, and I was just like, oh, this I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be doing this, but like the medicine came on so gently, and it was just like very loving. And, uh, it showed me my therapist and like, uh, the guy I've been working with. And it was just showing me like, you're doing good work. Like this, keep doing this, keep doing it. You will, uh, you will get over this. You will get over this. And it, it started showing me, um, what I've been working with, with my therapist. And what I've been working with him is, is really feeling safe in your body. So like when you, uh, when you have feelings in your body, like you a lot of times what happens when you have like anxiety you have a feeling you're unfamiliar with in your body and then your mind reacts to it in a fearful way. And then you start going, oh, shit, what is that? And then it just starts snowballing and snowballing because, like, you'll get another feeling that's driven by the fearful thought. And then that feeling will drive another fearful thought, which drives another feeling. And it's just, like, a bad snowball effect into, like, a panic attack or into an anxiety attack. And that's when your heart starts racing and all of that stuff. So my therapist, we've been learning to, like, when I those feelings come up, you know, like, allowing them to happen and then telling yourself you're safe and all of that. So once uh, I I was in this, like, getting into this ayahuasca, like, my first ceremony, the medicine, it started showing me, like, this whole thing I'm working with, and it started telling me, like, I'm safe, I'm safe. Like, the medicine was saying this, like, you're safe, you're safe, and I was just telling that to myself, I'm safe. And then what the medicine did was basically went through every single pain ...that I've felt in my body for the last year... ...because I sometimes feel it... and ...like the pain moves with me... ...that's like the weirdest thing... ...that's why I know it's not physical because it moves and I've I've had x-rays I've had ultrasounds I've tried every kind of like western medicine to like deal with this pain and nothing's worked and it moves from my chest to my shoulder to my back sometimes my neck and my headaches and like shit like that so it's like all over the fucking place and it's just like I started noticing this and I'm like all right this can't be physical something else is up so basically the fucking the medicine pretty much went through every single pain that I've had, from my chest, to my shoulder, to the back of my shoulder, to my back, to my neck, to my headaches, and it was just going through all of them and just saying, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe and it was really just rewiring my brain just to react to all these sensations in a safe way because these sensations like uh, they will come up but it's just how we react to them that drives the anxiety and this is what the ayahuasca was showing me and it was just telling me I'm safe I'm safe I'm safe around all these sensations so that it will actually it will help me not get stuck into those anxiety loops And uh, it it was really nice. And then, like, I just had, like, one puke to kind of get out a bunch of shit. And then, like, uh, I started moving into the next part of my ceremony. And during that ceremony, um, it started showing me my jealousy. And uh, it it was showing me my jealousy of, like, people, other comedians in my life. And, uh, yeah, it it was kind of just showing me Uh, other comics in my life who I do get jealous of and like a lot of these guys are friends of mine too so it's just like a stupid thing to get jealous of uh certain people but it was showing me how I look at other people's paths and sometimes I get kind of you know hard on myself that like ah shit like I chose this path like uh the kind of path that I'm on as a comedian and like doing this podcast about spirituality and growth and transformation. Like this is the path I chose for myself. And so sometimes I get down on myself because I'm like, Oh shit. Like maybe I should have chosen another path. Like I see another comedian do this sort of stuff. So I get jealous of them and I start saying, Oh, they got an easier path. I took a hard path. I'm stupid. So I get down on myself. So it started showing me this and it was showing me how, like when I get into those, Anxious, or when I get into those jealous states, that also actually drives my anxiety too, because I start looking at other people uh, and other comedians, and I start going like, "Oh, f- like fuck, they got an easier way, and I should have went with them, or I should have done that stuff." And it was just like, "No, you have your own path," and it was showing me, and it's like, "You're on the right path. This is what you chose, and it's good for you." But everybody's path is hard and it was really showing me that it's like everybody has a hard path with its ups and downs and you can't go and look at other people's path and compare your path with this completely different to it it just doesn't make sense and these jealous thoughts are such low energy thoughts that bring you down and make you more anxious and it's like you just can't be doing that and it was also showing me, like, I sometimes get jealous of other comedians who have certain skills that I don't have on stage. And it was showing me, like, I get jealous of those skills. But, like, that jealousy is just insecurity. And it's like, if you if you actually go and just ask those comedians, who a lot of these guys are your friends, just to go be like, hey, I, I really respect that skill you have. Can you teach me and maybe I can get better at that as well? That's how you grow. And that's a way more healthier way to do it. Because if you just sit there and be silent and be jealous, you know you don't grow, you don't work on your own path, and you don't work on your own shit. So you're not doing anything except just staying stagnant in a low energy, destructive state, which also drives your anxiety. So all of that is just like, it just showed me how bad that is, and it was telling me, next time you feel jealous, you either go ask the person who you're jealous of, like, what they're doing, and try to get a conversation to help yourself grow, or go work on your own path, because that's your own path, you're on your own, um, path, and you have to do it yourself, you have to walk it, and that's, uh, So it was really showing me about that, uh, about my jealousy. And yeah, so this was a super calm ceremony. It was very calm. I only took a half dose and this was nice. And it was just kind of guiding me through a few of these things. Like you'll see in this next ceremony how different it is. But uh, the other thing I'll say in this first ceremony, it also showed me uh, my practice, the morning pages I've been doing. If you listen to this podcast, you would have heard me talk about this a few times. Uh, I've been doing uh, the morning pages. It's from the book, The Artist's Way. And uh, I've been doing that for the last uh, maybe 12 weeks or 11 weeks. And it's like basically you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you go write three pages. It's just a journaling thing. You can write about anything, like literally anything. It can just be trash. It can be journaling about what your day is and which that's what it's kind of turned into for me is just I like wake up in the morning, write three uh, three things and I just journal about what happened yesterday, what I'm feeling, anything like that. Whatever pops up, you can write anything. But it was just showing me, like, how important this has been for my growth. Like, and like it was just showing me, like, I've tried so many things as a morning routine in my life, and nothing has ever stuck. Nothing. I've tried being like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and meditate for 5, 10 minutes. Uh, and then I'll do that for a week or two and then I'll just kind of like end up leaving that I'll wake up in the morning and quickly take a cold shower and I do that for a bit and then I stop and then I'll wake up in the morning I'll do yoga right away whatever it is I freaking had a thousand different things on that I'm like I'm gonna make this my morning routine and I never fucking do it. it like it never stuck and I could just never like it was just didn't feel right but these morning pages have stuck like, they fucking are easy for me now. I, they're, they're a part of my nature. I can tell, like, I wake up in the morning, and I just go gravitate straight to my Morning Pages book, open it up, and start writing it. And it was just showing me, like, that kind of stability in my life. is so powerful, and it just helps a lot of the rest of my day just flow so much smoother. And it just told me, like, don't stop doing the Morning Pages. Like, this is now a part of your life, and this is a part of who you are. So I'll never stop doing them, and I honestly, I highly recommend them to other people. Uh, You guys got to find your own, like, morning routine, whatever the fuck it is. Like, a morning routine does help, but it should also be something that you do naturally. It shouldn't, you know, like, once in a while, whatever morning routine you choose will be hard. Like, I'll tell you, once in a while, the morning pages are a little tough for me, but 90% of the time, they just kind of flow out of me, and that's what a good morning routine is. It's something about your natural, like something about your own nature that's in it. So my own nature is fine with just writing three pages in the morning and it loves doing it. And it just sets me up for the rest of the day. So when I was doing that first ceremony, like the medicine, it was so calm. And even the medicine kind of told me like, I can't do any kind of healing and, like, the medicine will talk to you sometimes and just give you these kind of things. Like, it just, like, gave me that insight. Like, I can't do any healing with this much medicine. Like, you're going to need more. And I was like, all right. So, like, the next night, I was like, fuck. All right. I'm doing my second ceremony. I'm like, all right. Like, I got to, I, I got to, like, I really want to deal with this anxiety. So, I know I got to take more. And my anxiety was still there. And it was, like, popping up again during the day. And I was just like, fuck, like, I just, <laughs> like, I was, I was still fucking nervous to go into this ceremony, and I just knew, like, I just knew this one was gonna be, like, a big one, it just had that feeling to it, and I fucking, so we got up, and, like, we're starting the second ceremony, and I go up to get my cup of ayahuasca, and I tell the guy, like, hey, buddy, like, I'll take some more this time, so he gives me, like, a full dose, and I was just, like, fuck me all right let's do it so i just i punch it back and i go and slay down on my mat and just wait for this shit to kick in so when it kicks in it fucking kicks in so hard and intense and i just like my body i just like laid down on the mat and i was just like completely paralyzed and i just lost complete feel of my body and I lost complete feel of my mind and ego in the sense that it was so hard for me to even think. Like, I couldn't even be like, oh, what's going on? Or, like, it was just, you. I had no connection to my thoughts either. It was so fucking intense. And I just get started getting all of these visuals that were coming to me that were so fast and so alien. There was figures and, um, like, alien figures and alien just... uh beings and essences of other kind of spirits and shit that I just fucking couldn't even wrap my head around like it was coming so fast at me I couldn't even like be like oh what's that and like oh that's what it is like it just it was too fast and there were so many colors and shit like that and my I like I couldn't feel my body I was so like afraid and like scared and this was intense like it was it was too much, I'm gonna tell you that, this was, like, I've never felt it this fucking intense before, where I was literally just, like, I was just, like, fucking make this stop, like, it was too fucking much, it was, it wasn't fun at all, and, uh, it, it, I don't know how long it lasts for, because it's hard to really, like, judge time at that, in, in that situation, but, like, it, it definitely was fucking, like, lasting a while, it was, uh, and... I just, like, it was too much. I couldn't make any sense of the visuals because I couldn't even, when I saw a visual and I was trying to make sense of it, like, it just transformed into something else. But I could just tell there was figures and beings and, like, different kind of, like, different kind of spirits or fucking, I have no idea. But whatever it was, like, I was just seeing this shit and it was too much and I was, I really wanted it to stop. And then finally, I just, like, I felt everything just go to my stomach, and I felt sick, and I just jumped up, and I just started puking in my bucket, and I started purging, and uh, once I was purging, I could see that the purging was all of these fucking negative thoughts I've had about um, my health. And it was started. I started just puking, and I could see these negative thoughts like puking out of me into my bucket. And then, like all of a sudden, I kind of felt okay. And then I'll lay down, and the ayahuasca just told me like You're healthy. You're healthy. And I was like, Holy shit! I'm healthy, I'm healthy, and I started saying that to myself, like, holy shit, I'm healthy, and then all of a sudden, I would, like, get back up and start puking, <laughs> and that, that went on for a little while, where I would just lay down, and then get back up, and just, like, I'd lay down, and go, like, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, and then, like, get back up, and just start puking in my bucket, but every time I was puking, you could see it was pu- that showing me, like, all of these um, thoughts of me being unhealthy, and it was showing me this, because, like, And it was showing me, like, I, like, during the last year, because I've had all this anxiety and, like, I've had all these pains all over my body and, uh, I've had all these, like, my heart, like, when it starts beating, like, I, I started thinking something's wrong with me, and I kept thinking something's wrong with my body, and I'm like, is it my heart, something's wrong with my heart, or maybe something's wrong wrong with my mind, maybe my fucking shoulder, my body, everything's, like, maybe there's, like, actual parts, and like, it was telling me, like, all of these thoughts of you being unhealthy just drives your anxiety, because as soon as you get a fearful thought of being like, oh, is my heart bad? that fearful thought fucking drives more uh, bad sensations and then those sensations drive more fearful thoughts so it was showing me this loop so every time it would puke out all of these negative thoughts and then it'll fill it with like I'm healthy I'm healthy I'm healthy and I started feeling that I'm like I'm fucking healthy and it's so crazy because I've never puked this much before, like, I would literally lay down and come back up, and I probably puked, like, 20 times that night, and, uh, when you're puking, you're not really, like, a lot of times, you're just puking energy, like, when you go look in your bucket at the end of the night, you're like, oh, man, I must have filled that bucket, I puked 20 times, and you're, like, looking at it, it's not that much, you're like, oh, shit, but, like, it feels like you're puking like um, uh, so much, but it's just like energy that's coming out of you for the most part. But like it's you can see the thoughts, like the negative thoughts, puke out of your body, and it's crazy. So when I kept puking, all of a sudden it changed from the negative thoughts to um, my parents, and uh, it was showing me like my dad. So my dad at the beginning of the year. Basically, two days before Christmas last year, my dad had a stroke, and he had a really, really bad stroke, like a hemorrhage in his brain, and this, like, he's still in long-term care. Um, That's how bad it was. He was paralyzed in his whole left body, but he's starting to come back, um, and, like, he's starting to slowly walk and stuff, but he still hasn't been able to return home, and it's almost a year since it happened. Um, it's going to be a year and a couple days here. So it's like, it's, it was such a traumatic experience for a whole family. And it started showing me my thoughts of my dad. And it was like, uh, it was showing me how much pain I had uh, about my dad and how scared I am that he'll never come home. And he was, sh- it was showing me like those thoughts of me being so afraid that my dad will never come home or what's gonna happen to him. And it was showing me that that is driving my anxiety like super, super like much. And it's just like this whole year has been such a hard time for me because like I I was living in Toronto when I moved back here. And on top of the pandemic and everything. And not being able to do comedy for half the year. Like. This whole thing with my dad was just driving my anxiety. So it was showing me like those fucking thoughts. Of my dad not being able to walk again. Not being able to come home again. Not being able to live a real life. After he's fucking like done so much for our family and now we just have to leave him in a fucking long-term facility and I just hate that he's end. like every time I see him in that facility I know he hates it and it scares the shit out of me and it was showing me that these thoughts are driving your anxiety so much that fear that fear in those thoughts and like it started puking out those thoughts and like I would like get up and just start puking and I would see these thoughts leaving me and um And then it filled it up with love. So every time you puke out this negative shit, there's a space in your body and you have to fill that space up with something. And it always fills it up with love. And it would come in and it would fill up with love. And it started to show me, like, your dad will return home. Like, you look how much uh, he's done. It's been a year and he's starting to walk now. He's starting to recover. And he was like, your dad will return home. Like, Don't use this fear. Don't let that fearful thoughts control your life. Because those fearful thoughts are what's making your pain, what's making your anxiety go through the roof. That's why you're having these attacks. And, like, it was showing me that. And I started puking and puking. Like, like I said 20 times, I've never puked this much. Like, I kept going laying back down because the ayahuasca was so intense. And then it would show me this shit and just puke it out into my bucket. It was like... It was crazy, but it felt like a release. It, 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 was like, uh, it, it was like beautiful. And it was telling me, my dad's going to be okay, so fill it up with love. Have more loving thoughts. And uh, be more like, don't get into the fear. And when you feel yourself, get into that fear. Be more supportive. Be more optimistic. And be more loving. And uh, that's how you have to do it, or you're just going to get stuck into your anxiety again. And then all of a sudden... I was puking, and once I stopped puking that out, all of a sudden my headache started coming on, and i had been getting these headaches in the right side of my head, so um, those are another thing that's driving my fucking anxiety. That's why I kept saying I've been feeling so unhealthy this year, and uh, so that headache came up, and this was in the right side, and that headache came up really strong, and I was like, uh, I was like, oh shit, and I was like, all right, let's see what what it's gonna do with the headache now, so when the headache came on it started showing me um it started showing me visions of when I was talking with my dad right after he had the stroke so last year when he had the stroke he had to go to the hospital and because it was the pandemic we weren't even allowed to visit him and he, he was like it sounded like he was brain dead like not brain dead but like he like couldn't talk hardly so like when you would talk to him on the phone like you would just like he couldn't talk like and he could not like you can just like you'd be like hello, uh you know hello and you'd be like hey dad what's up are you doing okay we're we're praying for you how you doing and like hey you know and like it was so fucking bad and like um for a few uh, two or three weeks. Like, we, like, literally thought, like, he'll never be able to talk to us, like, regularly again. We really thought we lost him. He was delusional. Even when he was talking a little much, like, the shit he was saying didn't make any sense. And, like, we really thought, like, this might be the last time. So when my headache came up, it started showing me my, uh, it started showing me my visions of uh, this time when I was talking on the phone with my dad And it started showing me, like, how overwhelming this shit was for my body. And, like, my mind couldn't, like, handle it. Like, it was just too traumatic for me. That, like, and I was too scared. And I just couldn't handle hearing my dad like that. That it, like, uh, it got caught into my body. And that's why I started getting these headaches. And it was hilarious because I never even thought about that. But it was literally, like, maybe a month after... uh, when my dad was, uh, cause after a month, my dad started like actually talking regularly again. And like, he was fine. Like you could, uh, like talk, like his body was kind of paralyzed, but like his uh, talking was back to normal. Like he was joking around, his memory was fine. And we were like, oh, thank God. But like during those first three weeks, maybe even first month, it was fucking like scary. And After, like, a month, I started developing these headaches, and then these headaches would drive my anxiety even more that something's wrong with me, that I'm sick, and, uh, when it showed me that, that it was because of these phone calls that I was getting these headaches, and it was showing me, like, uh, it was like, it was like, it's fine, that's okay, like, the medicine was so loving to me, and it was just like, it's fine, it's okay, like, this is normal, like, if somebody's, uh, family member's dying, it's so scary, it's okay to feel these things, and, um, when I was, I had that headache, and it started to appear, and I started seeing that, these memories, all of a sudden, I just started crying, and like, the tears just flowed out of me, and I just started sobbing, and as I was sobbing, and as I felt these tears flow out of me, my headache just slowly dissipated, and the headache, and the tears, you can just felt the, like, you can just feel the energy from the headache go into my tears, and just flow out of me, and, um, it it was amazing like i just felt so clean after that and um a big po- like the one thing is like since this happened to me since my dad's been in the hospital this last year i never really had a good cry i never really cried about it and it's, uh, it's been really hard for me and in the last uh month i remember i was like out with my uh, mom and i remember i snapped at her one time when i was uh, out with her and, like, she kind of snapped at me back, because, like, I'm not, like, an angry dude, I don't snap at people too often, so, like, it was really out of character, and my mom sensed that in me, and she, like, snapped at me back, like, kind of giving me, like, though, what the hell's wrong with you, you don't talk like that, and, like, that kind of, like, that kind of, like, snapped me and in, into, uh, into, like, perspective, where I was, like, holy shit, like, I don't talk like this, like, why am I so angry, and then, like, I kind of just, like, looked at that source of my anger, and I just felt this deep, deep sadness in me, and I just knew, like, I was just, like, and I felt like I could cry, but I just couldn't, and, like, I remember even, like, sometimes when I'm alone, I'm, like, maybe I can just cry, and I know there's this sadness in me, I just want to get it out, but I just couldn't, and for, like, the whole year, I just couldn't cry, and, um, and, you know, and I know a lot of men, sometimes we suffer from this. We just have trouble crying and shit. But, like, crying, it can, like, it's really good to, like, get rid of that emotion when you have sadness. Because sadness is part of life. And uh, when it happens, it's good to, like, cry because it gets rid of so much in your body. So when I cried, um, when I did this crying during the during the ceremony it felt so fucking cleansing and my headache just fucking left and it it was just like a purge it's like you purge it out because you purge by puking you purge by crying so it like the the first uh, half of the ceremony like this is what it was so the first bit was like so intense where I just fucking had no idea what was going on And then I started puking out all these negative thoughts, like, one by one. And like I said, it was, like, at the end of the day, I probably puked, like, 20 times. I just kept coming up and puking out all these negative thoughts. And then I started crying out, uh, this traumatic experience I had when I was talking with my dad. And it was showing me how, like, uh, how, like, hard it was for me to talk to my dad like that and hear him like that. And how that was stuck in my body, that, uh, that fear. And, uh. Yeah, and I cried it out, and like, holy shit, it just felt filled me with so much love after that. Like, now, the next half of my ceremony was just, like, absolutely beautiful. Now I'm just, like, um, my whole body is cleared out. I have the medicine just flowing through me. I can feel the spirit of ayahuasca and it's talking to to me so clearly and just giving me insights and like showing me what I need to hear in my life. It just, it knows who you are more than you know who you are. So it shows you like what it needs to do to make you, like it, to make you get to where you want to get in your life. It knows you more than you know yourself. It, it really does. So. Now, I get to the next part of the ceremony where I'm in the medicine and ayahuasca starts showing me about my podcast, the one you're listening to right now. You know, and uh, it started showing me because in the last few months I've been very hesitant on the name God, yay or nay. And I've been thinking about changing it. And um, a big part of thinking about changing it is just because. You know, I say God, yeah, or nay to uh, people, and uh, there's always going to be people who hear that name and they just kind of like roll their eyes or just kind of like give you a shitty look and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, why would you have a podcast named that? And they kind of like think it's like about like I'm here like being some religious dude talking about God and stuff, and uh, like a lot of times I was just like, oh fuck, and I always felt shame when people would like when I say that name to people. And then they give me that kind of awkward look. And, you know, so then, like, now when people ask me, oh, what's your podcast called? Like, sometimes I feel really hesitant to say God, yay or nay. And I just feel, like, uh, kind of scared about it. But, like, it started showing me, like, like this is such a good name. And, like, this name is, there's a reason you named it this. Like, there's a, it was part, like, it, it's a really good name for what you want. And, like, it was showing me about my own spirituality, And it was showing me even about ayahuasca, like it was saying like when you talk about ayahuasca to people, you tell people like, oh yeah oh ayahuasca so like what the tribal people in the amazon what they believe is that you take the ayahuasca and you talk to the plant spirits and you talk to the your ancestors and they give you healing and wisdom and advice and whatever transformation like this is what happens and like but i don't believe that that's what the that's what the shamans believe you know and i always say it like that like oh i don't know i don't believe like uh you know, I just, like, that's what the shamans believe, but it was showing me, it's like, you do believe this, like, you do believe this shit, that's what it was showing me, like, you believe in a higher power, you believe that fucking, you believe in the ancestors, you believe when you're on the medicine, the ancestors are uh, are there looking after you, and, like, when I was, it was showing me, like, when it was telling me about the ancestors, that you believe in it, all of a sudden, like, my grandpa, who's my dad's dad, his name is Noor as well, he appeared, and just kind of, like, was there, and just kind of showed me, like, or just said, like, I'm, like, always looking, I'm, I'm always watching out for you, and I, I, like, I saw my grandfather, and, like, and then Ayahuasca's like, see, you believe in the ancestors, you believe in, like, an afterlife, you believe in a higher power, like, be have conviction in your belief like say it god yea or nay is a great name and you believe in a higher power so say that shit and it was like who gives a fuck about the name god because i know i hate the word god just because it could mean so many things but that's why it's funny and like that's why it's so you and it, it started showing me like uh the ayahuasca started to call me like an edge lord, because like and this is just like a comedian thing like comedians we, there's, like, edgelord comedians who try to say, like, the most shocking shit on stage, and, like, they, they try to just get a reaction out of people, and, like, they're just, like, oh, yeah, we're the edgelords, because we say all the, all the hard topics and stuff, but at the end of the day, they're just saying, like, you know, like, half sexist, or half fucking racist, or just, like, really disgusting, dirty shit, just to get a rise out of people, and that's all they're doing, but like the ayahuasca was showing me with like me doing like God, yay or I was like, You're the fucking edge lord. It's like, You're the guy who's actually talking about shit that people, uh, that's hard to talk about, it was like, you're the fucking real edge lord, and walk around with that kind of attitude, and when people say, what's your podcast, say the name, and say it with conviction, and if they don't like it, who gives a shit, and it was really putting that confidence, and that, like, that whole idea in my head, and I was just like, alright, and it was like, you believe this shit, so believe it with con- conviction, and I was like, alright, I, alright, All right. I can do that, you know, and, uh, The other thing I've also been thinking about with my podcast is, like, I've always been a little, uh, uh, I've always wanted to get a tagline for the podcast. Like, I've always tried different stuff with the podcast, and the tagline is just, like, you know, you have your title, which is God, yay or nay, but then you just have, like, a little tagline. Something that's short and sweet, but it just kind of tells you what the podcast is about, what it describes, like, who you are, and, like, something like that. And Ayahuasca gave me the tagline, and it said it. It was just like, growth, transform, become. Grow, transform, become. And I just loved it. I was like, grow, transform, become. Grow, transform, become. Like, this is who I am. This is what this podcast is. This is everything I wanted to, uh, this is this just describes me, I just loved it, like, I just kept saying that to myself, I was like, grow, transform, become, you know, and I kept saying that to myself, because I was worried I might forget it, like, after the ceremony's over, so I was like, grow, transform, become, like, don't forget that, grow, transform, become, I just fucking love that, and, uh, that's 100% what this podcast is about, it's like, that's, I want people to grow, transform, become their best self, and I want to, I've always been interested in exactly that, and I I want, uh, I want to help people with that, and this is exactly what the podcast is about, and I'm going to work on, uh, with my graphic designer, I'm going to make some changes, and I'm going to start marketing this podcast a little bit more like that, so I can um, because that's exactly it, and I'm, I'm gonna keep, uh, I, and if anybody's been listening since the first episode, you'll know that I've, I've slowly, like, started finding my groove, and, like, the kind of, uh, people I get on here, how I talk, and how I bring up topics, and all of that shit, and I'm just gonna keep doing it, and getting better at it, and, uh, yeah, when Ayahuasca gave me that, I was so fucking happy, it really, it really showed me that, um, uh, it really made me, like, just so excited about continuing this podcast and like it's just such been such a journey with this podcast I'm on over 80 episodes now and and like I'm just I'm getting better at it and I'm getting more understanding of who I am and like what I want to bring to this world and it's it's been such a nice healing growing process I love it. Um, So then after that, Ayahuasca started showing me uh, my comedy community in Toronto. So I've been stuck here in Calgary with my family for the last year. And I'm moving back to Toronto in the middle of January. Hopefully there's no fucking more lockdowns. But like uh, if everything's opened up, I'm 100% going back to Toronto. I got my place there. Everything's set up. So I'm fucking ready. And I just can't wait to get back there. And like it started showing me the comedy community in Toronto and uh, it started showing me like how the comedy community is divided and it's kind of like how in life like how everything's divided in politics a lot like right left like the comedy community is like that too but uh, when you're on ayahuasca ayahuasca shows you like masculine feminine all the time so it was showing me like how the comedy community is divided very masculine and feminine and masculine feminine doesn't mean men women uh masculine feminine is like masculine energy feminine energy so it doesn't gender doesn't have anything to do with it it's just uh how the energy expresses itself but when you get everything divided like that which the comedy community is very divided and pretty much i'm pretty sure in like most cities it's starting to be like this it becomes um it's not healthy like energy needs to come together and balance um, masculine and feminine energy needs to come together and balance, that's health, that's how it healthily, uh, ha- how it expresses itself healthy, in a healthy way, but what's happening, though, unfortunately, is, like, everything's getting so fucking, uh, divided, and, like, you'll have parts of the community, and, like, uh, which are now, like, you'll have some shows, which are, like, just ultra-woke shows, which are very politically correct, uh, very, like, uh, you know it's not inclusive at all even though they say they're inclusive and it just says like uh you know it's not a lot it's not very creative too like they don't take risk or there's not it's not very funny and uh it's not like I don't know it's not it's kind of a scene that I'm not a big fan of but then like the other scene I'm not a big fan of either because then you go to the other side which is um the more masculine uh, energy and that's more this edgelord kind of comedians and it's all a lot of uh Uh, people trying to just get reactions out of people so it ends up like when it expresses itself like that you end up getting a ton of comedians who are just fucking mean and uh, aggressive and sometimes cruel like you get a lot of cruelty in the comedy which like you know it's just like you can tell like there's a lot of fucking anger in that comedy and it becomes very hateful but then you get these like people like start gravitating to these two areas and it was showing me like I'm one of those comedians who I go to every show I don't care what it is I just want to perform and it says sometimes I get affected by those like it was showing me like how I sometimes go to these shows but I get affected by the energy there and I start be, um, writing my comedy towards more edgelord stuff or I start writing my comedy to more woke stuff just because I'm around that uh, environment too much and um it was showing me that's not what you want to do because it's not, you're not going from your own creativity. You have to always go through your own creativity. So it started showing me it's like it's time to build your own community. And it showed me like I have built my own community before in Calgary, like in Calgary. Um, me and another comedian he's like one of my best friends Eric Steele like we started a show in Calgary years ago and it was a very popular show and it went for years and the pandemic might have shut it down I think it's coming back uh, but like it was just a really popular show and it it was a show when we were doing it and kicking ass with it it was just a show where we helped comedians become better we gave them stage time to help them grow and become better and it was always such a popular show and that was what we had um, that's what we built uh, at that time and then it's showing me now it's like it's time to build your community again but now you're older Now you're a more experienced comedian. Now you have more direction and you have more values. It's time to build your own um, community. That's not one of these woke or one of these edgelord rooms. It's a room where you invite everybody and you allow everybody to come together. And you also, like, you have your own values. And people have to come to your show and you create your own space. And that was what it was showing me. And it showed me my gifts. It said, "This your gifts, though your gifts as a comedian and as a person is like I'm very disarming I make people feel safe around me and I can open people up and make them listen to different ideas and beliefs and then they can laugh about them and ayahuasca was showing me how amazing that is as a gift and like even the first ceremony was showing me I sometimes get jealous of other like comedian skills But like a lot of it, uh, the ayahuasca was showing me is like, you're getting jealous at other people, but it's like, you don't know your own gifts right now. And the ayahuasca was showing me like, this is your gift. Like you are so disarming that like you can be in front of an audience and people just feel safe and they can, you can disarm them, make them feel safe and you can open them up and allow them to be able to like hear shit that they might not agree with or beliefs that they don't believe but they can still laugh at it and still have fun with it and they can still digest it and it was showing me like how powerful that is like that is such a beautiful gift and you should always be you should just be so grateful to have it and just like figuring out that gift like really felt filled me up with so much joy and so much love and I was just like yes that shit is like I do know that as my gift because I have felt that before and, um, just knowing that it is your, that's like your gift and being able to like, um, really, uh, work with that. And I want to start a show and it showed me a venue in Toronto and it was like, go to this venue when you get there and this is where you're going to start your show. And (laughs) I'm going to do that right when I get to Toronto. Let's see what happens. Hopefully that venue hasn't been closed down because of the pandemic, but whatever happens, that's my plan now. I'm so fucking energized and ready to go back to Toronto and start my own community. And it started showing me all the comedians, so many of the comics that I've had on my podcast and stuff. And I've had so many comics on my podcast from different types of comedic backgrounds. And it was just like saying, bring these people on. And it was telling me, it was like, bring these comedians, put on shows, bring these comedians, put on shows. And Ayahuasca was just saying that and just saying, watch what happens. It's like, watch what fucking happens when you do that. And uh, it was like, it I was just so fucking amazed with that, and I was just like, yes, like, bring on comedians, know who you are, and I was say like, I was like, yeah, I know who I am, grow, transform, become, like, these are my values, this is what I want to bring to the world, this is who I want to, like, be, and bring comedians who share values with me, and just fucking put on a show where I, I you know, where I, I'm very inclusive, I'll invite everybody, and, like, make people feel open and safe and like hear different perspectives and make that show don't make a show where everybody fucking sounds the same that's not a fun show make a show that i want which has variety different perspectives and everybody feels safe that they can hear these different perspectives and fucking laugh at them, or not laugh at them, you don't need to laugh at them, if you don't, if you think it's fucking shitty joke, or whatever, but that's the beauty of this, so it really showed me that I, I have the power to make this kind of community, and it said, like, you start building community, just watch what happens, and I just kept telling me that, like, watch what happens, watch what happens, I'm like, all right, I'll watch what happens, but honestly, that, uh, that was honestly the best fucking, uh, thing I've ever had. Like, that whole, uh, ceremony was so healing and transformative to me. I just, uh, you know, I just can't believe it. And, uh, you know, like I said, like, ayahuasca isn't, uh, isn't a magic bullet like I'm still gonna go and work with my uh, therapist on my anxiety and my pain and even though it's been a few days now after my uh, ceremony I'm feeling like amazing I haven't really had that anxiety It's popped up a little bit but like I still like can say like feel safe and just observe it and allow it to be and allow to observe like where it's coming from and I really like it doesn't affect me anymore Um, And I'm hoping, like, I can continue that because, like I said, like, um, this is a continuous process and I need to stay uh, on top of it. Um, Actually, the guy who runs the ayahuasca ceremonies, he says, like, he was saying, he's like, you never really defeat your demons. You just learn to live above them. And that's, like, a thing I really... uh, resonated with it's like I, I like with this ayahuasca and I mean not ayahuasca with this anxiety and this pain that I deal with like you know like right now it's super calm and like it's a, I might never really defeat it completely but when I can learn to live above them they don't affect me at all they don't affect my life and I can still be who I am I can still create the life I want even though that they're like they're below me and uh, I love that uh, whole idea of it Um, there's, I'm not gonna lie, there was a lot more that I got from that second ayahuasca ceremony, because I took a fucking big dose of ayahuasca, and it fucking just, like, once I was on it, and it was fucking just, like, just given me so much information and like even some information I'm still starting to remember where it just pops up into my memory I'm like oh fuck yeah I remember it said that like that's hilarious but it was just too (laughs) like it was too much that I'm not gonna keep uh um telling you more because though what I told you is like all of the big highlights of what really had to do with my life that it, it it's beautiful and uh like I said, I, uh, I just want to say one more thing. Like, So I've been doing ayahuasca for fif- 15 ceremonies now. So 15. And I try to do it once a year. This one I haven't done it for two years because of the pandemic. But I, I try to do it once a year because it really just something that centers you and gives you some healing and allows you to see where your life's going, blah, blah, blah. But I've done it 15 times and one theme. That always comes up in all the ceremonies that I've done is conviction. Have conviction in your life. I'm telling you people how important this is. Have conviction in your life and um, when I mean by conviction is like how I was saying in that second ceremony where I was puking out all those negative thoughts and I kept saying like, I'm healthy, I'm fucking healthy. That's conviction. I have conviction that I'm healthy. So you have to tell that self to yourself because when you allow, when you have conviction when those thoughts come in that you're not healthy or you're sick or you're something wrong with you, those thoughts can take over. But when you have conviction, those thoughts have a really hard time getting a hold of you. And it's also when I was talking about God, yay or nay, and it was showing me that, like, hey, you believe this shit. Have conviction in that. Have conviction that you believe in a higher power. Have conviction. So when when you get tested by... Um, shit in your life that makes you, uh, makes you go like, oh, maybe I don't believe or whatever. Um, those kind of doubts and shit and fears and stuff can't creep in because like when when I have like a rough couple days and I'm, we're all gonna have it. Ayahuasca is never gonna change the fact that our life is up and down. Our life is always gonna be up and down. So we have to develop tools to be able to handle those ups and downs. And this is a big tool, is having convictions. That one of the best tools, because I have conviction in a higher power. When I go into those deep, uh, hard parts of my life, I can, um, I don't allow those doubts or those fears to come into me too hard, because I can remember, like, oh wait, I know there's a center. I know there's something higher. I know I can be connected to that, and that lifts me out a lot quicker rather than going deeper into it where you can start getting into deep depressions or deep uh deeper anxieties and all of that shit so have conviction you know and it's also shown me in earlier uh ceremonies that I need to have conviction that I'm funny and like luckily that conviction stick stuck with me in the last few years, and that's why it's uh it's been really good like I know I'm funny and that's helped me because as a comedian, I'm always going to have bad shows once in a while, or I'm always going to have, like, especially when I start putting my shit out on, on uh, on like, uh, the internet and stuff, people are going to always shit on me, you know, that's that's part of life, When that's part of being an artist, that's fine, but I have conviction I'm funny, so if someone tells me, like, fuck, you suck, dude, you know, or whatever, like, they just said your shit's pretty bad or whatever... I, I, I'm fine. i fine. I don't need care. I have conviction that I'm funny. Conviction. I know I'm funny. I know I'm funny. So when you fucking tell me that shit, um, it doesn't hit me as hard because that conviction keeps my strength. That con- conviction makes you unshakable. So uh, the, the world's always going to shake you. External forces are always going to try to shake you. And it's okay if we stumble a little bit. But that conviction keeps us centered. That conviction brings us back, and that conviction makes us not go down, um, not stray too far off of the path that we're on. Because we're all on our own path. so don't stray too far off of it. We're gonna stray off the path every once in a while, but don't you don't want to go too off far off of it, because then you're gonna have to do that work to come back to it, and and then it just makes your path sometimes a lot harder, and you have to deal with like a lot more mental health issues which are just you know they're tougher to deal with but uh, i'm just saying conviction is important and we all have different convictions like these are the ones that i i need to feel healthy i need to have conviction that uh there's something more and i need to have conviction that i'm funny like these are the convictions that i need to have so whatever your conviction is we're all different but think about that and i just i want you guys to think about that because trust me it, it it is something that uh that will help you uh will help keep you centered when life does its ups and downs because ayahuasca is never gonna fix life nothing's ever gonna fix life it has its ups and downs and that's just a part of uh it's the part of our situation baby but anyways that's that all right um guys i fucking um uh uh, yeah, I love you guys for listening, thank you so much, I really appreciate it, like I said, this, this, uh, podcast, uh, I, I have more direction on it after this ayahuasca experience, grow, transform, become, grow, transform, become, that's what this is about, and that's what I'm about, and, um, I want to live that out more in my life, and, um, guys, if you guys ever need, uh, if you guys ever want to get a hold of me, just message me, like, uh, especially, like, hey, if you can follow me on Instagram, I'm trying to build up more of a following on there, I would really appreciate it, but also just give me a message on Instagram if you ever, like, just want to talk, say something, maybe give me some uh, constructive criticism, or maybe just ask me for advice, like, I, I I try to deal with anything that has to do with helping people grow, transform, become, helping people deal with their mental health issues, like I can't help you with a lot of those, but I can point you in the right direction, or I can just be somebody who can listen to you, and uh, you guys took the time to listen to me, so I'll 100% take the time to listen to you, so I I just want to say that if, uh, if you guys ever have any kind of Uh, issues I just want to reach out I want to I want to be there for everybody and like I like I said I'm going to be creating community now and that's what the next couple years or at least the next year I'm going to be really trying to focus on that especially when I get back to Toronto in a few weeks and uh yeah and uh yeah guys uh we're part of the comedy here often podcast network please check those guys out my Instagram is at NoorKidY and uh yeah, just uh, check me out on Instagram, If give me a follow, and when I start putting on more shows in Toronto, I'll be putting them on there, and uh, hopefully in the next year, I'll also start touring around Canada again, and uh, we'll see what happens, maybe even farther after that, uh, if the borders and everything, and all this pandemic is behind us, so guys, I love you, my name's Noor Kidwai, I'm out of here, take care.